welcome to the Christian Nerd of Godcast. My name is Scott Higa. I am the Christian Nerd, and along with me, as always, my best internet friend, and probably one of my best real-life friends, if we're being honest, it is the Tony T from the Nerd of Godcast. What is up, Tony? Let's just be real, man. Those flyover states can't keep us apart. They cannot. Those flyover <laughs> states that are melting because it's 100 degrees with 100% humidity. Meanwhile, people in California and Florida are like, what? Weather never changes here. I know. I feel. I do feel badly because it's hot. We're talking about the weather again, Tony. It's your favorite thing. Right it, off the bat, man. It's hot, but as we always say, it's a dry heat. And you're like, well, it's always 80 degrees and rainy. So... Ain't it's no 80 thing. degrees on it's 80 degrees on Christmas Day right now. It's like 96. Yeah, so we, we you know there's only two conditions. It's either really really hot or a hurricane out here. And you guys have you know dry heat or you're on fire. So yeah. there's, there's only two hot and wet or hot and dry. You know whatever or you want. That's the, the, or mix in an earthquake and we're great. Or the occasional earthquake. My yeah. my so we had those earthquakes out here. My grandma from Hawaii she called me and I didn't have her number in my phone, but it said 808. I'm like okay Hawaii get a call from honolulu answer that and it's my grandma she my dad had changed his phone number she wasn't able to get a hold of him and so she's like are you okay like she was really worried about us in the earthquakes i'm like oh no grandma we're good man like that's just that's just a friday night for us yeah so the higa clan man you guys are you got you're there where the earthquakes are your grandma's out there where the uh volcanoes are we got to get you somewhere where there's like sinkholes and flash floods and you can complete the uh the the disaster trifecta there you know i've got some cousins in arizona uh and that that listen that's those dangerous for them being asian it could be potentially dangerous <laughs> being in arizona uh so man it's a <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 been a busy a busy time for you. I'm listening to your show, and I just I want to take up another offering for you, man. It's like you're homeless, take, you're living out of a box. Take up you're an offering a for our the owner of our condo because he's going to need it down yeah. by the river. Yeah, the black well, mold is coming for you. Yeah, thankfully my mom lives close and she has space for us, so we're living we're residing with her. And you know the insurance guy, the the mold guy, and the property manager they're going to figure it all out. Like, like I've said the whole time, like it's, it sucks. Like this is a horrible situation a week and a half away from having a newborn, like all this going sure. on, but the property manager has been great. And I can't even imagine what it would be like if this fool were dragging his feet or saying it's not really a problem. So, you know, thank God that Stephen Lung is a good guy and he's taking care of us. We, we had our air conditioner go out um, in, our, in our old house for about 10 days. And, yeah, you can't live like that, dude. It's 110 degrees in the house. So uh, we went and stayed with my mom. Same situation. And there's pros and cons to that, man. So, like, does your mom listen to your show? Our show? No, thankfully. Okay, so. She has once or twice, best? but not very often. Well, she'll avoid it when she sees me on the uh, the cover art. What, um, what, what do you think is the best and the worst part of staying with your mom? Well, like, the worst part is just it's living with your mom. So all the stuff that idiosyncrasies among our in between our relationship that she's had mm -hmm. for her entire life and i've had for my entire life they're just elevated because it's still living with my mom but so that's you know i think that's any relationship with a parent but now so I'm what's just, the best part the best part is she's super generous and like without question opened up her home she has a pool which has been great for alicia because she's you know 12 days from giving birth super to, pregnant super pregnant so just like she loves being in the pool because she's just buoyant and it's like she's not <laughs> pregnant. She's like, oh, I'm not carrying all this extra weight. She, so she hates getting out of the pool. But once she's in and hanging out, loves it. That is so, cool. Yeah. yeah. So we, we stayed with my mom, and she made breakfast every morning. And it was just like this. Why did I ever leave? 
Yeah. I mean, so yeah, so it's best of a, a, a bad situation. So that's my nice. life. How are you doing, Tony? We haven't talked for a while. I mean, we've talked, but we haven't recorded together for a while. Yeah, yeah, good. You know, I think it's probably more of your thing to, to back up the, the truck of your personal stuff. I'm a little bit more topic and content based. So True. Uh, I'm good. Everything's good. I stand up straight and the Lord blesses me every day. So uh, as far as <laughs> I know, that's that's all there is to talk about. No, but everything's good. Uh, you know, just living life. We, we have some um, interesting stuff that's happening vocational ministry wise uh you, you're aware of some of that stuff but we'll be talking about that on our proper show this week so if you want to get the scoop on my personal situations turn into the nerd of god cast wherever uh, fine podcasts are consumed a week from tuesday correct or is that already That's or is right. it going to be on tuesday it, it no it'll be a week from tuesday a week from so. tuesday so check coming soon. that out all right so check. we decided i mean we like talking to each other and we like recording our conversations and we thought yeah what better time to do that than coming out of Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. There's so much. You've never been to the San Diego Comic-Con, have you, Tony? I've never been to San Diego. It is a glorious place that, inside of the contiguous United States, is probably the place I want to live the most. <laughs> you can't afford to live in San Diego, I cannot. I understand. But it is, I, I can't afford to live in Rancho Cucamonga, but I really can't afford to live in San Diego. San Diego is awesome. You talked about, you know... The weather there, like in kind of downtown, like proper San Diego, the weather doesn't yeah. variate eight degrees, like all yeah, year. Yeah, that's what uh, Lewis Black said. The easiest job in the country is being a weatherman in San Diego. He was saying, it's Hamlin. nice. Back, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we are coming off of that. So, we've got a bunch of nerd news right now. Dude, they, they seriously just dropped it on us. Let's do it. It's time for the Nerd News. All right, so we are going to get to Marvel, because as Tony said, Marvel dropped everything. Oh my gosh, dude. So real quick, okay, so I've got planned to talk about Star Trek Picard and Marvel, because those are the only two things I really actually cared about. Oh, there's there's other cool Star Trek stuff, too, like the Lower Deck stuff sounds really interesting. The animated Mm -hmm. series looking at kind of not the bridge crew. Right. Which is, I think that'll be really good. So anything else coming out of Comic-Con that you thought, man, that, that actually looks cool or sounds cool or I'm excited for that? Um, you know, there was a, a couple different trailers that came out. I was excited to see. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how The Witcher is going to turn out. Mm, yeah. Uh, with Henry Cavill. Um, I didn't read the books. I was. You, you read the books, didn't you? I read one of the books. I read. So gotcha. I didn't read the first book, but I read the first chronological. Anyway, it was good. It was okay. a good book. Yeah, it's a solid video game. It's definitely got some adult themes. It's basically like a, a Cinemax Skyrim, um, but it's it, it's a pretty solid game. Um, amazing storytelling. I'm just curious to see how they're going to do it on Netflix. I liked what they did, although it was a little bit dark with Castlevania. So I think this is going to be a, a nice uh, a nice addition to that mythology. And anytime they can create great content based on nerdy stuff, I appreciate it. But uh, this is one that I'll be checking out eagerly. Yeah, I, I like the I like the trailer, and I think it's interesting. Most people refer to it as a video game first and not a book series and not a series of books because usually it's but like even, you don't you don't do a book to a video game to a movie or a tv right. show but yeah but here here you have you have a, a series of games that are based on books but they're they're come out of what what denmark i think they are poland uh, oh poland eh, close enough uh <laughs> they come out of, come out of poland and uh but it's like a national treasure over there i yeah. mean that's like a really big deal i remember a, a couple years ago I think it was like a Polish ambassador, somebody, some dignitary from Poland came and met with Barack Obama and gave him as the, their gift of introduction a copy of The Witcher 2. Mm. 
the game. Yeah. And Obama's like, thanks. What am I going to do with this? But Give it to your daughter. Um, they'll play it. Yeah. But, to, but to have like a really good book and then also a really good video game. I yeah. mean, if they if they if they make a really good series, like that'll be the first time that source materials continue to be quality across three yeah. three media. Exactly, and CD Projekt Red really did a great game. Lots of good content too. They they, they really took care of fans uh, going into it. So I'm excited to see it. What one step closer to the inevitable uh, Skyrim game t- turning into a, a TV show or movie. One step closer to the Legend of Zelda becoming a TV show or movie. So Legend of Zelda was already a TV stuff. show. It was in the '80s. And how dare you reference that Wand of Gamelon esque Friday on the the. Super Mario Brothers Super Show. I liked it, but I was Link, 10. Link I also, sucked. I liked... Link was a punk. Oh, yeah, he definitely was. But I still looked forward to it because it was Zelda. Yeah. Anyway, it, that's it not what we're here to talk about. So, yeah. So that uh, was good. Uh, I'd forgotten about that. I'm I Completely not excited about Maverick. I've ne- Okay. I've seen Top Gun, but I haven't seen it all together in a single setting since I was eight. But there are some cool shots, yeah. but not yeah. Some, not yeah, it's like okay, planes. I did cool. like the the orchestral version of the theme. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That sounded yeah. good. And for as crazy as he is, Tom Cruise. I feel like Tom Cruise is like the last legit movie star. Where you just look at him and think, man, that guy's a freaking movie star. <laughs> like he hangs on hell. Like you know, like you. I don't know. It, it's just how I feel about Tom Cruise. Like in spite of how crazy no, no, he is and all the crazy no stuff. No green screen for that guy. I yeah. I still think, man, like that's a movie star. Like that is a. Freaking, you know, A list, top level movie star, and he's <laughs> it's, he's got charisma, be man. It's crazy. No, 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 it is. He's so charismatic. I'll see it. I just don't, I don't know how I feel about this idea of let's go back and make a sequel of this thing twenty five years later, yeah. thirty years later. Yeah. I mean, that movie came out in nineteen eighty five, eighty six. I mean, yeah. it's it's been a hot minute. So it's been a while. Uh, been a while. But uh, you know that, and then of course they they put out some new content for Terminator. Yeah, I, I, that's the one that I paid most attention because I was on Thursday morning, and so I didn't have anything going on. So I just right. fought along, and you know, Linda Hamilton was there, being all Linda Hamilton, and Gabriel right. Gabriel Luna is playing the new Terminator, and he was good as Which Ghost Rider. Looks so. interesting. And now, yeah. who's the, the the director of this? Also directed Tim Miller, um, did yeah. uh, Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, so it'll be an interesting take. I, I I didn't watch Deadpool two. I did watch Deadpool one. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, he, he shoots an interesting movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, he knows how to do action. So uh, I've never seen cool. any of the Terminator movies, though. What? I know they're on my list. They're on my list of things that I own that I should watch. You can really honestly get away with watching one and two. Yeah, that's and then what I've heard. Scratch the rest of them. Yeah, um, they're not bad, but it's the same thing with the Aliens movies. Yeah. If you watch one and two, you you pretty much got the picture. I really like Prometheus as well, though. So, no, I, I never saw Prometheus. It's it's I I re- I thought it was great. So, yeah. yeah, that's about it. That's all I really cared about. You you knocked over things. All right, let's get to it. Star Trek freaking Picard. Oh, yeah, buddy. I texted you and you said ho. Lee crap. And then I made a joke that I had an Asian friend named Holy in high school and it was a solid joke. Anyway, I'm not, I'm, I'm never sure if it's okay for me to laugh at that. Like ah, it's okay for laugh. you to say yeah, it. It's yeah, not okay yeah, for me yeah, to I say. Is this awkward? Cause I'm your best friend, but you're not my best friend. I don't, I don't know. What's right. Going right. I don't know how uh, that works, but so yeah, dude, this we've known great. about, we've Patrick... known about Picard. We've known it's been coming and they, yeah. Oh my gosh. Patrick Stewart is just put that man on screen in anything, and I'm I'm paying attention. Yeah, because he's perfect. He is, and just it sounds like he's been super involved in the writers' room in creating right. it. 
which is great because he knows Picard better than anybody else and wants it to be a story that is worthy, not only of him coming back and revisiting this character that he probably thought he would never go back to, but right. to have something for fans, and but to show mm-hmm. growth and development in the character. That's not the same guy we saw at the end of Nemesis, that there's been right. 20 years, he's grown, he's changed. Things have happened to him to get him to this place where he's no longer a captain, he's no longer even an admiral, but what's it look like for him to come back in and have a crew and have a ship and go on this adventure to save this mystery girl that we don't know who it is? Uh, well, we, we and he still looks better than he did in the series finale of Next Generation. <laughs> Uh, no, it, it looks very, very interesting. Now, I'd forgotten. I think I only saw Nemesis once. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, I'm trying to keep quiet because my wife is still caught oh. up. She's trying to get caught up on Star Trek Next Generation. Um, did Data die? Yeah, at the Data end died at Nemesis? the end. He sacrificed himself at the end gotcha. of Nemesis. But they'd found another Soong droid, B4. And so B4 was this android. So they put all of Data's memories inside of him, but B4's positronic brain wasn't as developed. And so it was a very kind of simple childlike version of Data. And so that's kind of the speculation because, holy crap, Brent Spiner shows up at the end of the trailer. And he at the panel, he said he wasn't going to do it. Then Patrick Stewart kept saying, you need to come back. You need to come back. And eventually got him to come back. And so is it lore? Is it Data? Is it B4? Who knows? Who knows? But Who so knows, great man. to see that um, Seven of Nine was in there, which I texted you. That said, was really cool. Now I should go back and watch Voyager because I don't know anything mm-hmm. about Seven of Nine other than <laughs> they're like, hey, let's get this attractive tall blonde woman in a tight cat suit and have her be a Borg. Hashtag yeah, 90s we, television. Yep. Nobody's watching this show. What can we do to here we go? Fan service. Get, let's get rid of the creepy relationship between the two year old and the whatever his name is, Neelix. And Neelix, bring in Jerry yeah. Ryan. That's better. So there you go. seven and nine was cool to see. They've said that Troy and Riker are going to be in it as well. Here's something that I really enjoy. And I love how they, it was an episode that was, you know, it was played for ratings. It was played for the thrill of it, which was best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably one of the paragons when it comes to great next generation yeah. episodes. And, but I love how that has continued to weave itself through the mythology and Picard's personal story. Um, probably never better realized than in first contact yeah. when you realize he's still somehow connected uh-huh. to the board collective. And it definitely looks like that's the direction they're taking here, which makes so, sense. Like, how do you bring Picard back and not have it be about the board? Like, you need something yeah. that big. Yeah. Yep. And so, they didn't show him in the trailer, but Jonathan Del Arca, who played Hugh, the sentient Borg, yeah, is yeah. in it. So, yeah. So, they're all really? over the place. Yeah. So, he, he was at the panel saying that he wasn't sure he wanted to come back, but Jerry Ryan was coming back, and he called her his Borg mama. And so, he's in it, too. <laughs> so, obviously, there's so, there's something to do with the Borg. I did not know that. Well, they show yeah. the Borg cube They show the, the cube, end, yeah. So. Yeah, and I, so, I may, so maybe could that it, mystery girl is Hugh's daughter or some. I have no idea. But right, and you know, could it be that yeah, she's she is the Borg. She is like the hybrid. Maybe she's the beginning of the alien queen, the Borg queen. Who knows, yeah. man? So, and ju- it looks beautiful. I if mean, they CBS bring All back, Access. If they bring back Alice Creed as the queen, forget Oof, it, dude. Yeah. Forget it. I can't even handle it. CBS All Access has done a great job, I think, so far. Like, I know you haven't finished all of Discovery, but I'm all cut up. It's been great. Oh, another thing, they, they're doing six new short tracks, and three of them have Anson Mount, Rebecca Romaine, and Ethan uh, Peck as Pike, Pike number one, and, and yeah. Spock, respectively. So they're great. They should, like, they, I think, who runs this universe? I always get confused. 
whoever's running it said, do you want to see a, a, a Star Trek show with those three? And everyone said yes, because that would be such a de- great series. I was series. default. I'm like, is it Brandon Braga? It's Kurtzman. No. It's Kurtzman. It's Kurtzman. It's Kurtzman. Alex Kurtzman. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. And and they they seem to have really really done it right. They're hitting all the right chords with fans. So yeah, uh, good for them. Good yep. for them. CBS. Good for them. That's that's what I think you need to see for a streaming service to stay buoyant and stay successful. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to subscribe to it for Young Sheldon, but uh, I would definitely <laughs> definitely get on there for. Uh, and, and it's it is exactly what Paramount. It's it's been their model since before they came out with the motion picture when they were going to do the third network and it was going to be the Paramount Network and they were going to put Star Trek as the flagship of it. Mm-hmm. They were going to do Star Trek Phase 2, and which ended up turning into the motion yeah. picture, and that was going to be the hub of what they're doing. That's what CBS is doing with the online. They're like, we're yeah. going to build this online thing, but really, the thing people are paying for is is Trek, and they, yep. they know who butters their bread. And so far, they're doing well. So that'll debut in early 2020, which will be great. All right. Now let's get to what I'm sure the bulk of this podcast will be <laughs> the marvel by god cinematic universe marvel had their panel i kept checking to see what it would be because i wanted to be sure i was on my phone turn on the twitter notifications see what's happening and so we're gonna go out of order of how they delivered it we're gonna go in order of release sure because i think that makes the most sense so marvel had their panel they put up their big timeline there were 10 slots up there and for one hour they kept running up a bunch of actors and directors a bunch of reveals sharing this is what will be happening in phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, coming up first, May 1st, 2020, less than a year away. Scarlett Johansson is the Black Widow. In the Black Widow movie. About time. She About deserved time. it. She earns it. She's been so stalwart in the MCU since really early in Iron Man 2. I mean, she's yeah. been around for a and, long time. Uh, she's She's been in it for really from the beginning. And, uh, I mean, before anybody else except for Nick Fury and Tony Stark, yep. really. So she's she's a, a wonder. I mean, every time that you see her, she's a delight. Yeah. She was one of the best parts of Winter Soldier, which was a great movie. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, she was great in Civil War. She was great in Iron Man, too. I mean, there's just something lovable, uh, completely engaging about Scarlett Johansson. And if you don't believe it, go back and watch the way she was, even in the first Avengers movie, when they introduce her character, they bring her in there, and she's tied to the chair, getting yeah. interrogated. And you see that she's completely in control uh-huh. of the situation the whole time. She is brilliant in that role. Um, I, I completely overlook the fact that she doesn't have a Russian accent. That doesn't even bother me anymore. Yeah. But but, uh, but it's going to be a great movie. Now, now, they've got a good cast that's kind of rounding it out, too, and Rachel Weisz, David Harbour. Do Hooper, they, Hopper, do they have... Hopper. Hopper, yeah. Hopper, yeah. Or Hooper. Hooper. Or Hooper. Could be. Yeah. Uh, Doc Hopper, French fried frog legs. Um, yeah, so who are they playing? Have they announced anything I, like they that They haven't yet? announced anything like that yet, I don't think. They did show a little clip, and the Taskmaster is the villain. So that'll be... That's that's a weird one, right? Like a dude with a shield and a sword and a skeleton oh, mask? Wait, so are you familiar with Taskmaster and his deal? Not really. Oh, Taskmaster, Taskmaster's great. Taskmaster is like photokinetic. So anything that he sees someone do, he can do. Oh, okay. So he, he studies the Avengers. He studies basically everything that they do so that every move that they make, he can match. So he can shoot like Hawkeye. He can throw the shield like Cap. Oh, he can nice. basically do whatever he sees, which is wonderful. He's really, really cool. Huh. He's like the ult- ultimate assassin. Um, Taskmaster is going to be great. It's awesome. a, that's a really cool, uh, a cool pick for them for that uh, that environment. I'm, I'm, that got me excited. Yeah, I mean, uh, now, more, now they, oh, go ahead. 
It can't. It can't be David Harbor. He no, can't be. He's can't he's be not master. built for that. I don't yeah. think. Uh, I did hear a rumor that David Harbor might have been. Um, gosh, who's the bear? Like the uh, anthropomorphic bear they they have the. I don't. I don't know. This, Ursa yeah, Major. Student. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's Is that it. his name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he an Alpha Flight? He should be. <laughs> he's he's the he's part of the Russian like whatever the Federation oh, is okay. of. Uh, yeah, uh, it is Ursa Major. He's like a giant bear, but he talks. Nice. What I really like about... And did you really just guess that? I did. I, I Somewhere in the back of my head. So what I like is that they really gave Black Widow, Na- Natasha, a really good arc throughout the whole MCU, yeah. like, and really ending well in Endgame. And so I think just to kind of see, you know, wherever she's at in the journey, whether it's, you know, post-Civil War, or pre-Civil War, like, way back in her first... Mi- like, whatever it is, I think it'll be great to see how she plays that character, not getting fully realized in Endgame and wiping the red from her ledger and kind of really becoming this hero, but still kind of wrestling with what it means to be this assassin agent. So is person. it a prequel? I don't know. They complete didn't, they didn't complete prequel? I mean, what do you, what's your thought, man? What's your, I mean, I what's your it, hot take, I've heard your hot that take on it? Hot take. I've heard that it's about their mission in Budapest. So, But if okay. Hawkeye's not in it, how could it be about their Budapest mission that they reference. So. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, did see could, something I mean, online maybe. that it was between Winter Soldier and Civil War, which could make sense, or between Civil War and Infinity War, which also could hmm. make sense. But that would be that would make it a Secret Avengers movie, and Cap's not in it, so you can't have a Secret Avengers movie. It's going to be great. It's yep. going to be great. But, uh, but yeah, lots of questions about when it's going to play out. But speaking of uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Fall 2020, coming to Disney+. Plus. Speaking of streaming services that I'm already budgeting for, yeah, Disney+. Yeah, forget Plus. about it. Take my money, Disney. Yeah. Take my money. So Sebastian uh, Stan is back as Bucky. Anthony Mackie's back as Sam back Wilson. Back as the Sam Wilson. Yeah, buddy. Falcon, and, Cap, who knows? And they have had just a, such a cool relationship over the course of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, the, the, the whole, like, we don't, we can't stand each other, you know, and then to, to being friends. Uh, man, that, that's just been awesome to watch. Yeah, I love, one of my favorite scenes in Civil War is when they're both sitting in the bug watching Cap kiss Agent yeah. 13. And they're like, yeah, the that's little right. Nod there. That's but such a great it was scene. That, right after, can you move your seat up? No, I hate you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great together. Yeah, they yeah, yeah they do have good chemistry. So excited for this. This will be the first of the MCU Disney Plus. Are they series. Min, the mini? They're mini series, right? They're yep. not one shots, are they? No, I think it's like eight episodes. I think they're all so like, like a little Stranger Things yeah, kind of vibe. Six or eight episodes. So, so very so very is it excited. True? I heard that they're bringing back Baron Zemo. They're bringing yep. back Zemo Daniel from, from Civil War. Daniel is coming back as Baron Zemo, and I've heard... And he's going to have the mask. Yep, that'll have his purple mask, which would be pretty, pretty sweet to see. So who knows? I mean, it's funny because uh, Clara has a little I Am Captain Marvel golden book that we read through, and Baron Zemo is one of the masters of evil, so she knows who Baron Zemo is. She's yeah. Baron Zemo! Like, that is who he <laughs> Baron is. Baron Zemo, he set himself up as a great bad guy in Civil War. Yeah, there's off. a lot that, more to, that, I mean, to unpack there with him, so that'll be, that'll be cool. And I would love to see it if they if they could spin it off somehow to him sort of leading the uh, the Thunderbolts, oh, you know, Thunderbolts. doing their, their Suicide Squad kind of vibe. Oh, man. They didn't say anything about Norman Osborn, but he's got to come at some point. I mean, it might be Phase 8, but I cannot Here's wait. the... Here's the thing that I appreciate about these Disney Plus streaming shows is unlike Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and thankfully unlike Inhumans, these actually count. These are actually canonical. 
Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is canonical. They just don't pay attention to it in the movies. Mm-hmm. They say that it's not really canonical. It's canonical one way. Yeah. The movies pour into the show. The show does yeah, not pour back the show does not pour back the movies. Yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, because by now someone's get someone's got to know. Tony Stark's got to have figured out Coulson's alive. If that's if if it works that way, true. Not exactly keeping a low profile. Yeah. All right. Coming out on November 6, twenty twenty, a theatrical release of The Eternals. This is another one we knew for sure was coming. A lot of the cast has already been filled out. What do yeah, you think, Tony? You know, I'm going to be honest. I never, I was never really into the Eternals comic, so this is going to be one I'm going into a little bit cold. Um, it's got a great cast. I mean, the cast cast alone makes me go, "All right, I'm in." Um, yeah, no, Richard Madden. They've got Com- they've got a Camille Nagiani. Yeah, did you uh, watch Angelina Jolie? You probably wouldn't. He Camille Nagiani. He was in the first Twilight Zone, the new one, the reboot with. Uh, oh, I, did, I haven't Jordan watched Peele. that. Yeah, it was, he was really good in it. But yeah, yeah. Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden. Yeah, they got a cast, man. That's a great cast, man, and, and it'll be interesting to see how this plays into the big picture of the universe. Yeah, and, and we talked about this before. The the 1960s or 70s version of the Eternals was terrible. The yeah. Neil Gaiman 19 or early two like middle 2000s little reboot mm-hmm. was great where they all had forgotten what they were and right. they need so I I'm, I feel like that has to be what they do. Like they're Which all living their lives. He kind of took that story, didn't he? And like when he he, he he took a lot of elements from that when he wrote his American Gods story, I believe. I've never read American Gods. Yeah, I haven't either, but I wanted to. Okay. Just but yeah, so and so you raised the question and you did this in your your Nerd or Godcast group on Facebook. Could you guys should join? It's lots of fun. People post lots of gifts and memes. It's but a great little page, man. I that's love it. What, it, it. I've 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 called it lovingly Tony's meme receptacle. Because that's what, <laughs> that's what people post. So you a lot and of now, people And now bring me the finest nerdy memes <laughs> in the land. And I don't know if you did this, but a lot of people are comparing it to the inhumans, which seems very, very unfair. No, okay, I, I, and I don't know, but it's. It, w- I think what it is is it's the the group, kind of the ensemble yeah. cast in a cosmic environment of characters that we're not intuitively familiar yeah. with. You drop Spider Man in the middle of Civil War, you don't really need to tell people what his deal is. You know, he does whatever Spider can. But if it's like, and now here's Angelina Jolie as Cersei, crickets. Yeah, you know, a, like, a, a better comparison though is Guardians of the Galaxy because. Inhumans was produced by ABC, not Marvel Studio. I mean, Kevin Feige wasn't involved. It was Jed. We like sure. it's it's completely it's not the same creative team. It's not the same people. So a better parallel is look what they do with Guardians of the Galaxy, and now we love them so much. Like that's a sure. much stronger parallel than. But because you know it's the Inhumans, the whatever these people think, are called Eternals. And I think the comparison, though, is because there's a certain regality to them. I believe yeah. because the the Eternals kind of have like the, the that sort of new gods yeah. status to, to make a DC Hanging correlation. Out on Olympus. And because the Inhumans kind of are the royal family, there's sort of that similar vibe. Where the Guardians of the Galaxy are a little more scrappy. That's uh, I think that's the the correlation between the Eternals and, and yeah. them. So you know, but uh, but that comparison that, I don't think is fair. You know, ABC Television yeah. did a horrible job with the Inhumans. No, and compare the uh, compare the Inhumans and the Eternals from a comic book perspective. Yeah, never speak of the Inhumans again from a <laughs> television perspective. Ever. From a, we have a really really awesome character. Let's cut her powers off in the first episode. Yeah, immediately first episode. To, and and it, for a, I think they thought there was going to be some kind of an emotional effect. We're not here to talk about the Inhumans, but uh, yeah, yeah. go to back and listen to go. episode whatever number that is where they talked about it on the Nerd Godcast because it is a please do tremendous episode of their show all right it's what just you, it's just called inhumanity what look, you are excited it. about i'm sure 
referencing back to Iron Man 3, which you hope they do, coming yes. out, I didn't put the date, but it's coming out sometime, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, finally yes. bringing the real Mandarin, he's already been referenced, but finally bringing him back to yep, the February 12th, 2021. February 12th, 2021, thank you. The real man. Mark your calendars. Now, are you a Shang-Chi fan? Do you, are you familiar with him? I have no idea. I, I texted you I need to read a bunch of comics about Shang-Chi so I can appear that I've been on board with him for a long time <laughs> and lord my nerd knowledge over everybody else, as I've done with the Inhumans. Shang-Chi came out in the 70s. Not the Inhumans, the Eternals. When- it, either way, uh, when, when you know everyone was kung fu fighting, you know, yeah. like in the in the day when Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee yeah. were kind of in the the focus of everything, people were super super into like kung fu and Eastern things. So Marvel created some characters that that appealed to that, and Shang Chi was one of them. Uh, Iron Fist, uh, another one, and those two kind of characters are interwoven a little bit. But Shang Chi. Uh, I, I believe was more based out of New York. He was more of an urban, whereas uh, Iron Fist was a little bit more of a myth, mystical, mystical. Uh, hero. So uh, Shang-Chi's been cool. Most of what I'm familiar with him, though, is he ties into a lot of other characters. He was part of the Heroes for Hire for okay. a little while. while and uh, he even popped up, I think the most recent time I saw him was during the Spider-Man, when they did Spider-Island. Mm. Uh, Peter Parker lost his spider sense, so he went to Shang-Chi to Peter kind Tingle? of learn... Yeah, he lost his Peter Tingle. He went to Shang Chi to learn martial arts, okay. uh, so he could, and so they developed a fighting form called the Way of the Spider. Hmm. Uh, Shang Chi's a really cool character, and and he is, he's bad. He he's bad. Like awesome. he is Neo meets Daredevil meets Bruce Lee meets Jet Li, uh, all rolled up into one. He is Storm Shadow. Uh, all of those things just kind of morphed into one really really awesome ninja character. Uh, now, the the thing that I'm curious about, yeah, obviously, they're going to be bringing back, if they're talking about the Legend of the Ten Rings, yeah. it's, it's, it even has the same logo as yeah. the Ten Rings. Uh, From so the first it's, Iron it's Man. The Man. It's the Mandarin, by God. Yeah, no, they've now, uh-huh. Tony Lung is playing Mandarin. Uh, okay, he's a so that's very perfect. famous Chinese actor. I've never seen him. Well, I've seen him in Hero, because I've seen Hero, but I don't recall him. But he's in Red Cliff, kind of like they're the Chinese like movie studio, like huge, epic, and he's been in a bunch of, bunch of Chinese movies. Simu and this Liu? is a brilliant move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simu Liu. This I don't know who that guy move. is, but he's yeah. he's Shang. And did you see that? Like, however long ago he tweeted, "Hey Marvel, what's up with this uh, Shang Chi?" And then he got the part. Like three years later, and they said he finished his screen test on Sunday, was cast, yes. and was at Hall H on Saturday. So you, he, he was on this show you could watch on Netflix called Kim's Convenience. I've uh, seen it, but I've never watched it. It's a charming little show. I mean, it's a goofy little family sitcom. It's a goofy about, little Canadian uh, sitcom. It's a little Canadian sitcom, and it's just this Asian family from in Canada. Uh, I believe they're, they're Korean family, and and uh, you know, just kind of a cute little working class fun right. family show. But uh, but yeah, definitely definitely a, a fun story there about him getting that part. And I think it's going to be a cool movie. I love it when they were able to bring they're able to bring different flavors and different yeah. feels into the MCU. And I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. My question is, he's got a lot of kind of peripheral characters that are connected with his mythology. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to wrap that in. If this is going to be uh, what sort of digs the ditch between the Netflix series mm-hmm. And the MCU, because if they're going to bring in characters like Colleen Wing or the Daughters of the Dragon, if they're mm. going to bring in uh, the Hand, how are they going to do that and kind of not acknowledge that they've already done this here yeah. on Netflix? So, uh, which I'm not mad. I love the Netflix shows, but if they want to either wrap them in and all of a sudden you have cross casting there, yeah, no, I'm not even a little bit mad at that. Yeah. How do you, we we? This is totally off topic, but 
would you have liked to have seen like Jessica Jones and Daredevil and Luke Cage and Iron Fist showing up in a portal at the end of Endgame? It would have been cool, but it would have been forced. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I'm I'm maybe the biggest Daredevil fan you know. Um, I you love are. the Netflix shows, but I love Daredevil. Daredevil is my dude. And even I acknowledge, what's that guy doing in that fight? <laughs> like, what's he going to do? First off, it's not in a hallway, so I don't know how effective he's going to be. I'm going to go back um, and watch that first season, hallway scene. Yeah. That is a, gosh, so good. And the, the, right. the prison scene in the third season. I haven't, we haven't watched the third season yet. Oh, my gosh, dude. It's great. I know. Okay, I'm sorry. 11-minute shot, no cuts. Speaking of streaming, back to Disney+. Plus, and probably yeah. the biggest question mark I have on this one, because of its name. One, because of how the heck they're going to do it based upon the events of Infinity War and Endgame. But yeah. WandaVision is coming spring of 2021 to yeah. Disney+. Plus. Elizabeth Olsen is back as Wanda Maximoff. Paul Bettany is back as Vision. Because nobody's ever really gone. No one's ever really gone. And I have I no love idea, this man. Because just based on like the font choice alone, it looks very kind of 1950s yes. domestic, and it and it reminds me of the the Vision comic books that they did, where he's like sweater vest, yes. you know, uh, Ward Cleaver family kind of vibe. I would, I, I can't wait to see this. Yeah, I I'm very ex- like again, I'm not worried because Kevin Feige's amazing. I just want to yeah. know how that like what's what's gonna and they're gonna have yeah. Monica Rambo, the grown up daughter. In there, and it took it took me a second to figure out. I'm like, how in the world are they gonna? Oh, well, that was of course that was in the. It's been 20 years. That was in the 90s plus the five years. So yeah, so Tiana Paris has been cast as Monica Rambeau, who in the comics becomes Photon. Yeah, she looks and Photon like the little girl Captain Marvel. Yeah, so I'm very excited for this. I love that they're bringing in Monica Rambeau, a little tie to my girl Captain Marvel, and they've definitely said it takes place after Endgame. So if yeah. you've seen Endgame and Infinity War, I think we're way beyond the point of spoilers. Don't know how that's going to work, but very excited nope. to see how they do it. I think that's going to be really, really cool. I love that. And, uh, and you know, you, you can't be mad at it. But, you know, it's the, the thing about Elizabeth Olsen is not only is she going to maybe do this little thing with, uh, with, with, with Vision, but she's also going to play a cameo or, or a, a big part, I guess, of our next movie, too. Which is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's such a great title. I can't even say it without grinning. I it's love awesome. that. It, I love that it's in the not Doctor Strange colon multiverse of, but like Doctor Strange in the multiverse. Like it sounds. It, it it's has like the an feeling. Jones. It has the feeling that George Lucas was going for with Attack exactly. of the Clones that you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't get then, but you get it with this. Like it's such a good title. It's a, it has the feeling that George Lucas did with every Indiana Jones movie. It's like exactly. Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. Yeah. It feels like a, like an epic adventure, yeah. and I, I love that. I can't wait to see that vibe. That's going to be so cool. And Scarlet Witch is in it. Yeah, and, and not cool just too. a cameo, but she's in it. Like, she's teaming up with Doctor Strange, and apparently however she gets there is going to be set up in WandaVision, which makes me think, clearly, you know, they're thinking about the multiverse it was mentioned in Spider-Man Far From Home. This movie is called The Multiverse of Madness. So they're mm-hmm. talking about it. They're thinking about it. And so it'll be interesting to see how they start to play that out over these over these next uh, couple movies and series. And I've read the the, the main villain, the protagonist, uh, of course, being Doctor Strange and Scarlet Witch. The antagonist is going to be Nightmare, which is kind of cool. Ooh. 
I did not so read Nightma- that. That's creepy. Yeah, Nightmare Nightmare's a cool a cool villain. I, I I thought for sure they were gonna go with like a Mephisto vibe, but you know what? Nightmare is really, really interesting. Uh, you take a character like that that sets up things that are already trippy, already kind of hallucinogenic, on top of everything we saw in the first Doctor Strange, yeah. on top of the things that we've already seen take place in movies like uh like Far From Home. This could be really spectacular. This is one that you want to spring for the 3D IMAX yeah, experience. Yeah, Scott Derrickson, the director, is coming. The director of the first one, and now the second one, he's coming back. And he said that they're making the first really, really scary Marvel movie. Like that's what they well, want to do. You mean besides New Mutants, right? Oh wait. Yeah, I think Kevin Feige maybe mentioned that as they were turning off his microphone and he was walking around and going yeah. away. Uh, but I mean, oh he, yeah, New New, new yeah. Mutants, straight new to VHS. Mutants. He, dec- he he did direct The Exorcism of Emily Rose, so or he wrote those. I think he directed it, too. He's, so he's got a history with horror, so he knows what he's doing. But very, very Doctor excited Strange was, was awesome. to see that. Next on so the list. Speaking of people coming back. Lo- the show, just Loki. And all the, I don't, why, why are there all the, the font in that is weird. Like now I've and I saw it a couple different times and it, each time it had different so I don't know if it was there each letter was different yeah, so I, think uh, each I don't know how is if they're shifting, but but like I've seen it a couple different ways like a two different yeah. L's two different O's two different K's, um, definitely something happened in there so Loki is alive we know that from Endgame yep stole so the Tesseract. 2012 Loki is leaping through space and time somewhere I'm very excited to see 2012 Loki leaping through space and time. Like that right. is that's such a great premise. I don't care if it ends up being quantum leap; it'll be it'll be great. <laughs> Loki jumping into the quantum leap accelerator, jumping through time, hoping each time to put wrong something that once went right. Once went, and right. hoping that each leap, well, next leap will be the leap home to Asgard. So very to excited. Asgard. Tom Hiddleston has been amazing, <laughs> and then he's disappointed because there's no more Asgard, <laughs> and he doesn't know why. So that'll be in spring 2021. Tom Hiddleston. They didn't have much. They just brought out Tom Hiddleston. Said, I'm going to be Loki again. Awesome. We, I'm on board already. Took. Yep. Hello. All right. One of the things I'm most excited about, I think, that they announced yesterday. I'm excited about all of this. But this is, I think, a great use of their property and their content coming to Disney Plus in yes. summer 2021. Is the animated What If series. And you gave, yeah, a, great, no, you gave a great overview of the What If comic. So why don't you do that? Yeah, no, what if was, it's been one of my favorites in the 70s, they came out with this where Watcher, the Watcher Uatu, who Uatu. watches all of the significant Marvel happenings. His eyes are moon. almost as big as his head. <laughs> and his head is significantly big. <laughs> I mean, uh, so he looks like a giant baby. Look at him, he's like Sputnik. <laughs> Spherical, quick, pointy at buttons. It's got his own weather system. <laughs> he's going to cry himself to sleep tonight on his gigantic pillow. Oh, that was yeah. a bit off sides, uh, wasn't it? <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking so, about, you did not grow up in the 90s and watch So I Married an Axe Murderer. If you haven't, go right. watch it. It's not good, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's not good, but it's awesome. So, yeah, what if uh, the, they would do these storylines where they would go back and revisit iconic uh, story arcs from Marvel history? And then they would tell them, but with a twist. So it really was, what if this happened instead of what you saw? So what if the Phoenix didn't die? Or what if the black suit, what if the alien suit had possessed Spider-Man? Or what if uh, you know Daredevil wasn't blind? Or different things like that. So they would go through and they would, they would tell these stories from the position as if one small, 
little thing changed, and it created these sort of fun little storylines. Um, they didn't, they weren't significant from the main universe perspective, but it was just kind of a neat opportunity for the creators to create these sort of like, I wonder what would have happened if Captain America didn't get unfrozen, or I wonder what, you know, so then I think they can do that in the MCU in a great and cool way. Now, I didn't know that it was going to be animated. Yeah, it's animated. So they've got, I mean, they, I don't have it in front of me, but they had a picture of all the voice actors who are going to be doing it. And it's basically yes, I, everyone I except to have that right it's here. everyone except for Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans is what it seems yeah, like. Yeah, you got Michael B. Jordan, Sebastian Stan, Josh Brolin, Mark Ruffalo, Tom uh, Tom Hiddleston, Sam Jackson, Chris Hemsworth, Haley Atwell, Chadwick Boseman, Karen Gillan, Jeremy Renner, Paul Rudd, Michael Douglas. Uh, scripting down here, Neil McDonough, which is that's a deep cut right there. Dominic Cooper, Sean Gunn, Natalie everybody wants Portman. more Dum Dum Dugan. Uh, yeah, indeed. David Das. What's the? Who did he play in the MCU? I remember he was, he's the he, weird, uh, the the vamp, the the witch guy from Ant Man. One of the criminals. Oh, that's right. That's right. The Baba Yaga. Yeah, that's the Baba right, Yaga. That's right. That's right. Yeah, because I can only picture him as being the guy from Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, Stanley Tucci, which is cool. Taika Waititi, to- Toby Jones. Uh, so I mean, you're going all the way through. It definitely here. feels Jeff, like they're going to Jeff do Goldblum. A, they're going to do a what if Peggy Carter got the super serum. Like that seems like Wouldn't totally cool? set up. That'd be a great, great. Yeah. And having so and I, Jeffrey Wright's the voice of the Watcher, and he's got an amazing voice. Like yeah. if I picture what the Watcher sounds like, Jeffrey Wright is pretty much spot on. And and you know I think this is kind of inspired by, and I love that that the the sort of tribute culture has applied itself backwards to the main culture. This seems like how it should have ended. Like it seems like one of those mm. web series yeah. where they explore like that sort of thing, and now it's kind of folding back into the main the main culture of it. So brilliant, yeah. Brilliant and this is something move, you Marvel. could do eight episodes a season for a long time, forever, yeah. forever. So, so really, much really great job. Very, very excited about that. Another series coming in the fall of twenty twenty one is Hawkeye with the awesome Hawkeye logo. Yeah, great really artwork. cool. Bring it. Folded into some comic book mythology. Kate Bishop, yep, is coming into this thing. So I've never, I haven't cool. read that run of Hawkeye. The whatever yeah. started, I've heard it's great. It is great. It is great. And Kate Bishop is awesome. Their dynamic is great. Now that Hawkeye is sort of the, I don't want to say has been Hawkeye, but he's definitely the aged mm. uh, Hawkeye. I mean, he's he's a little bit more jaded. Um, and and I, I love that they bring into their the the mythology there that he's he's deaf, which is kind of cool. Mm. Uh, so I don't know that they'll bring that into the TV yeah. series, but uh, but just an interesting interesting look at it. I think it's going to be cool, and it definitely seems to be setting up what uh, the internet is clamoring for, which is a Young Avengers storyline. Yeah, or Kate Bishop becoming Hawkeye. And That's what I'm Jeremy saying. Renner, you have Kate, Kate, a young young Kate Bishop becomes Hawkeye, and then you throw her in there with uh, you know Ant Man's daughter and you know Iron Man's daughter, and get a little else uh, the- Kamala Khan. Ms. A little Kamala Khan, a little Miss Marvel in there. So, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen. All right. And this is the last movie they announced. Probably the biggest one because it's uh, it's it's number four in its series. Probably most people reacting to it because, as we all know, the Internet is a wonderful place that never complains about anything. No. Thor, because they announced the day before that Taika Waititi was coming back to direct Thor 4, which I was excited right. about because I loved Ragnarok. And Chris Hemsworth seems to love being Thor as long as... It's Taika Waititi and not Kenneth Branagh or David Yates or no David Yates was the uh, Harry Potter guy. Kenneth Branagh or mm, uh, that guy. Mm, yeah. Thor, forgettable actor, forgettable movie. Thor: Love and Thunder coming on November fifth, twenty twenty one. 
I am already in love with this movie because of its logo. It is spectacular. It's all my 80s dreams come to life. It it looks like, yeah, it looks like Masters of the Universe. It does. It's so cool. All right. So Chris Hemsworth is back. Tessa Thompson's back as Valkyrie. Taika Waititi's back. And announced, they Natalie announced Portman. Natalie Portman is back as Jane Foster. And she and will not become only as Jane Foster, as Jane Foster as Thor. Thor, which I am so on board with this. I love it. I think it's great. Clearly, the internet had some reactions to it. Your Nerd of Godcast group had some strong reactions to it, mostly because they said they didn't like Natalie Portman's portrayal of Jane Foster. I loved her portrayal of Jane Foster. Yeah, I think what you're looking at is Natalie Portman's portrayal of Jane Foster in a movie by Kenneth Branagh or in a movie by Alan Taylor, who directed The Dark World. <laughs> Thank you, Internet Movie Database. Uh, dude, I think that if you, if you want to see somebody come out, look at the difference between Chris Hemsworth, who is completely serviceable as Thor yeah. in Thor and The Dark World. Look at how his character was when Joss Whedon was directing him in Avengers, mm-hmm. and then compare that to how his character was with Taika Waititi in uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, You have an actor that is able to rise to the level uh, of the director that's mm-hmm. leading them. So why not Natalie she can act. Yeah, we know that she's a she's a talented actress. Uh, I don't care if you don't like Jane Foster. I don't like Jane Foster that much either. But but Natalie Portman can act. Yeah, Star Wars prequels notwithstanding. Well, she, that, she again, got better. I, w- w- but that's again another example of a, a great director can script. bring out a performance. <laughs> Yeah, so um, give her a chance, man. I think this could be a lot of fun. And no, she's not going to replace Chris no. Hemsworth. He's Thor. He's People Thor. are He's the one putting the butts in the seat. Dude, I'm going to tell you what. I'll go see. Just tell me he's going to have his shirt off, and I'll pre-order my ticket on the Fandango right now. I know. I think my sister will hopefully be happy because literally she didn't like in Endgame because of Fat Thor. Yeah, and you know what? That's I, I find that completely demeaning. That's to me is just as bad as people that say I don't want to see Thor if it's going to be some chick. Speaking for speaking for the fatties, hey, why don't you get down from your high horse there? Stacy does listen, so she won't be offended yeah. though. I, well, I'm talking directly to Stacy. I know you are right now. Right now, <laughs> hurts my feelings, Stacy. <laughs> so, and I'm so big, I have a lot more feelings to hurt. <laughs> it's hard to reach them because they're so insulated. <laughs> it's okay uh, for me to say it. It's not okay for you to say sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, man. Well, you go back and talk about Kim's convenience more. We'll make up for it. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm very excited for this. Taika Waititi, I've not disliked anything I've seen of his. What We Do in the Shadows, the movie was great. What We Do in the Shadows television show, do not watch it. It is very TVMA, but it's hilarious. And loved Ragnarok, so I'm, I'm all <laughs> for it. can't say do not watch it, and then it's hilarious. Go watch it. It's hilarious. I'm not telling oh you to watch goodness. it, but I'm telling you it's hilarious. So you do with it what I'm you want. I'm not telling you to watch it. I'm saying I've watched it, and, you know, you figure out your own life, right? Yeah, you Work out your own, own salvation yeah. with fear and trembling. Yeah, it's fine. You know, throw your stones at me. That's cool. <laughs> All right. And then Kevin Feige had his one more thing, Steve Jobs-esque moment. He announced that there's a Blade movie on the way with Mahershala Ali portraying the Daywalker. Now, the difference is that when when Steve Jobs would do his one more thing, he would announce something that people got super excited about. This one is something that I don't know that people got super jazzed about, but you have to remember, Blade's a cool character. Blade started it. Blade started it all, man. If it weren't for Blade, there'd be no X-Men, no X-Men, no Spider-Man, no Spider-Man, no MCU down the road. So, uh, But Blade is a cool character, and I would love it. I would love it if they do it with that really cool 70s exploitation vibe. Mm. 
They, and that's cool. where that that's where that character started. They did it lightly with Luke Cage, which I thought was really really yeah. cool. But I think that you could have a really awesome awesome character that's not like anything else you've seen in the MCU. Again, that's the great especially thing with about an actor like Mahershal Ali. Like he's a great Absolutely. great actor. And he's Definitely. you know he's a way better actor than Wesley Snipes. No disrespect, but I think you're going to get a lot more of an interesting character there. And you know it's not going to happen like the original Blade, where they ran out of money. So the Blood God. Steven Dorf just was him with red eyes. Oh my goodness. I still can't Steven believe they Dorf. ran out of money and so they couldn't have an actual monster and they just gave him red eyes. That is awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh the same thing the same thing they came up when they did uh was it Dark uh, Blackheart in Ghost Rider? It's like, "Nope, here's just this guy, but we're going to like superimpose a ghost face on him." Like Yeah. It's like yeah. It's Wonderful. like even like 1980s Doctor Who was going, "Come on, you guys can do better than that." <laughs> Just make something out of paper mache, man. Just stick it, stick it to his face. Anything. And then uh, in just he did confirm that Black Panther 2 is coming. Captain, Captain Marvel, Marvel 2 is 2. coming. Guardians Galaxy Guardians 3 is 3. coming after James Gunn does the Suicide Squad. And he did confirm that the Fantastic Four will and be the making. And, well, he said we don't have enough time to talk about mutants is what gotcha. he said. But he did mention the Fantastic Four by name coming to the MCU. Here's the deal, man. If I go to the, the grocery store and I come home with a jar of peanut butter, a jar of jelly, and a loaf of bread, you just got to know there's some at some point I'm having a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> you, you don't go spend that kind of money and buy something and then you don't use it. That's all I'm saying. So are the mutants coming? All I, all I have to say is snicked, and that's my hot take on that. They are on their way. Or, or Bamf, whatever works for you. I, so I read a lot of X-Men comics. And for some reason, I always thought it was sneaked. And then when I was reading them again, as no, I'm like, oh yeah, no, it's not sneaked. It's snicked, like it sounds in the movies. <laughs> yeah, except for uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. It doesn't it just that that doesn't look or sound like anything? I've n- still never seen it. I should watch it one day. Just never. To watch it. Don't watch it. Don't we should watch, watch it together, Tony. Watch it together. We yes. should watch together and record while we talk about it. It'll be great. Just talk over the movie. That'll be great. All right. We don't even have to talk about the movie, right? We can just talk about like, you know, recipes <laughs> for 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 chili or something like that. Like, hey, yeah, yeah. All right, so that's all the news we care about from Comic Con. Thank you for sitting with us through that. And since... wait, that's not all the news we care oh, about from Comic Con. What else do we care about? Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, the things that are going to really, really take my money because I can go see a movie for you know ten bucks is they put out all the new oh, hot the toys new hot for Comic Con. That's right. And, and uh, bro, that's gonna be that's gonna mess me up. Big I watched time. that one... video you posted. And the thing that really gets me is that they're going in a different direction. That I, I've made my decision. I'm not buying Star Wars hot toys because I know that's a never-ending, uh, slippery slope. Would you uh, buy so a never-ending doing... story hot toy? Would you buy a lifelike Falcor and have it and haunt see, your dreams forever? Where they, yes, I absolutely. If it's a one to one to one scale Falcor, <laughs> I will put it in my living room. I will take all my other furniture out. I will sit on it when I watch Disney Plus. <laughs> I will pretend I'm chasing neighborhood hooligans into a dumpster. Uh, that's what I will do. No, but they but they're going in a different direction to go with some of these classic figures. Like I, I'm I'm shocked that they're making a Batman Forever Robin. What? Like, a, you know, a, a, who would have thought they were going to do with that? With the they nipples do that? on the suit. With the nipples on the suit, dude. Are they going to make a Val Kilmer Batman? Because I think I have to buy the Val Kilmer Batman. Are they going to make a Michael Chase Keaton Meridian? Because I would buy a Chase Meridian hot toy. I would buy two Chase Meridian <laughs> hot toys. Uh, 
listen, man. And then do they do the Jim Carrey Riddler? Do they do? I mean, how far do I go? I'm yeah. seeing myself. You know, the the Batman ones are, are tricky for me, man. But they're they had a lot of cool ones. They're doing the TV Flash, which is kind of neat. Uh, I was really surprised by that. Um, but but yeah, anyway, like I said when you post that video, that Kit Fisto, I don't like Kit Fisto. That Kit Fisto toy is amazing. Did you watch the uh, Clone Wars animated series? No, not all of it. He's I was cool. Say, if you if you watch that, you didn't like. Yeah, Kit no. Fisto, so so yeah, I'm, I'm not was... like I'm not a huge Kit Fisto fan. I like him, but that toy. Yeah. Like that's one of the best Star Wars hot toys I've ever seen. I've seen a lot. Like it looks so good, and it just looks yeah. cool. And yep. the one that yep. was in the video of Anakin and his Jedi Starfighter, like that mm-hmm. is a sweet toy. It's really, really awesome, man. And I'm, I'm shocked at how much they can make me want something that I would ordinarily not want. Uh, now, what do you think about this? They have the uh, the Captain Marvel, um, what is it, Verse? Yeah, what was Verse. That, what was her name? Veers. Verse. Veers. They, they, did you see that one with the, with the yeah, green mask that. and the green yeah. suit? And yeah. then the, the Yon Rog? Yeah, I've already bought my one Captain Marvel hot toy i don't think i can convince the internet to get me to buy another one yes yes we did already buy your one alicia we're not paying rent for two or three months can i take some of that money and buy another ridiculous toy no you may not all right right. thanks honey talk to you later thank you good 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 just asking for a friend uh but they're doing a lot of stuff that that made me really really excited they've got some uh some figures that are coming out from the spider-man video game which i'm shocked that they're doing Mm. this but um the spider-man playstation 4 game which you've never played uh, they they're making hot toys of all these different suits of Spider-Man, which is really really awesome. They already did the Scarlet Spider, which I think sold out in about thirty minutes mm. on pre-order. Uh, they did a couple of the other ones. I think the Punk Spider-Man, which I could give a crap about. But now they've got the Iron Spider, the Civil War Iron Spider, Spider-Man, Negative Spider-Man, and then one called the Velocity Suit, which I think was just made for the game. But that's a really cool one and going to be very difficult for me to say no to. So you can see all these things at sideshow.com, uh, and uh, the, the, these hot toys are just amazing. Really really cool. So be careful when you go to sideshow.com from here on out, every single advertisement on Facebook will be trying to get you to buy (laughs) a very expensive toy. Actually, we did a thing. Jessica Manchester, who a former crew member on our show, uh, was supposed to set up some deal where we were going to be uh, sideshow affiliates. Where if you went to sideshow and bought things, you could if you clicked through our site to get to it, we would get a kickback of whatever you spent on sideshow. So come to the nerdofgodcast.com and I'll find that link and post it, and then you could go to sideshow and buy whatever you want. I should have been doing this the whole time. I've spent so much money on sideshow Sheena, this past year. I'm not even spending money. I'm making money. It's great it's an investment sheena it's an investment (laughs) you know like those nascar collector's plates that you know like it's it's an investment one day i'm gonna sell them and we're gonna be rich i'm not well you and all your beanie babies that's right me and all my beanie babies all right anything else from comic con no that's i just i felt like i should talk about that no that's great that's great that's fine but we should we should get to the the christian god portion of our show with a little bible study Bible study. All right. So all this thinking about the future got me, and let's be honest, Marvel talked about 15 movies and television series that are going to be coming out over the next two years. And that gets me very excited. But it also makes me very aware that why am I so concerned about things that are happening in the future 
when God has me very much in this moment present with job, ministry, wife, family. And it made me think about Jesus' admonition in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, where he says, why worry about tomorrow? Tomorrow has enough worries of its own. And then, you know, talks about the birds and the fields and Solomon wasn't even dressed as them. Like, God has you, so don't worry. And, and you know, we're a little crunched on time, so that's a nice paraphrase. <laughs> We literally talked about what Baron Zemo's mask is going to look like. <laughs> but the word of God, eh, you get it. You've read it. Look right? it you up. About you know, it. it's fine. Yeah, so, Jesus so is saying, don't don't worry about these things. You, you know, ever, and I, I understand. Do you ever feel convicted? Like, we, we've just spent you know? 50 minutes talking about all this stuff that doesn't matter. And here we're like, well, maybe we should talk about Jesus. I don't know. I'm kind of hungry. Like, yeah, you know, I, I do feel a little convicted about this kind of stuff. Like, when, when it comes to the moment, like, Jesus, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Lord, I want you to come back. I want you to, you know, set up your kingdom, bring your people home. But can you wait until Endgame comes out? Because if you yeah. came out right before Endgame comes out, I'm, I, I, I mean, I know I'm going to be in heaven, and I know I'm going to be satisfied to be in your presence, but can you just give me three hours and two minutes, please? Yeah. <laughs> can you just wait until the second end credit scene, if the, whatever there's going to be, all right? Um, yeah, th- so... When I think about the future, and I mean, obviously, who even knows what's going to happen over the next two years while these movies are coming out? Yeah. We start looking forward to things like that, but we forget that, you know, God is the one who is providing for us and taking care of us and leading us into these things. Uh, and I'm going, when do they? When are they going to put tickets online so that I can go watch <laughs> Shang-Chi fight against the Mandarin? Exactly. Or And even, even looking at Marvel's own example, they had their big preference conference in October 2016 to announce their next slate. And Inhumans was on there. And I was very excited for that. And then the reality shows up, and it's terrible. And so even these things that we get excited about, I mean, even things that we worry about, that we're excited about our own lives, we have no idea what's going to happen. We have no idea how God's going to work. We have no idea. Like, we had no idea. I was so excited when we got our house and were able to rent it. We were able to move our stuff in. No idea that we would not be able to live there for two months because there's a bunch of mold, and they have to redo the entire, like, Zero idea any of that was going to happen. It doesn't discount the excitement I had way back when, when we first got the place. But the reality of what we experience is always so much different from what we plan on. Sure. And I don't think planning is bad. And I think planning is good. If you prepare, God can provide. But I think that sometimes people put their trust in their plans. They say, I'm going to do this so that this will happen. Cause and effect is part of God's creation. That's a natural byproduct. But if we put so much emphasis on the effect of our cause, uh, like, like I'm going to do this so this will happen, then we begin to make maybe an idol of our own handiwork, mm. of our own, we put our own, our faith in ourselves. Uh, you know, God is drawing a, a really unique picture, a frame around, hey, look at the birds. I'm taking care of them. You know, I'm, I, I meet their needs. I make them pretty. I, they all have food. But think about who you are to me. You're way yeah. more valuable than these, you know, cheap little birds. You buy them, you know, five for a penny or whatever. You know, we we're the people that, that he said he calls them the Gentiles. The people that don't have godly mindedness are are focused and, and struggle on these kind of things. But you don't have to do that. You have to trust in me and know that I'm going to provide for you. I'm not going to somehow forget your your needs. I'm not going to somehow forget your obligations. I'm taking care of you. You focus on the kingdom. And I'll take care of you. Yeah. And so how do you, like, how do you do that? Like, how do we actually live out those words of Jesus? Like, don't worry. Like, what's it look like for you not to worry, Tony? I don't even know if you're, if you are a worrier. 
By usually nature. I don't worry, but that's but that's because I don't usually fully understand the situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Like to, to me, worry is so counterproductive. You worry is so. Uh, I just don't like to be there. I don't like to have anxiety, and maybe it's just a, a, my habit of compartmentalizing. Mm. But I guess for me, looking backwards and reminding myself of how God has always provided for me, of how even in my moments of the worst anxiety and the worst fear and the worst uh, you know trepidation on how is this going to work out, you know, I'm I'm looking at five thousand people here and all I have is a fish fillet Happy Meal, uh, and and I go, but wait a minute, remember that one time when God did this with mm-hmm. with less. So it helps me to trust moving forward. Um, this verse that keeps popping up, man, it just keeps, keeps, keeps popping up, dude. Like somebody out of the blue, who I didn't even have their number, text me with this verse the other day. Um, just, hey, I'm praying for your family. Here's a verse. Okay, thank you. Random person who has my cell phone number for some reason. And then a couple hours later, I was having a conversation with somebody else, and they're like, here's a verse for you. And they gave me the same verse. So it huh. kind of popped up on my radar twice within a few hours. So it really... Uh, it, it became sort of the object of my mind, but uh, Isaiah twenty six three, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you, hmm. and it's the truth. Every time I've trusted in Jesus, He's never failed me. So when I start freaking out and I start worrying, and you know, of course, in their mind, in their culture, they're talking about clothes and they're talking about food, but for us, it might not exactly be those things. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of people walking around naked. Not a lot of you know. Not very many people walking around hungry um, in our culture, in our American culture. But um, the things that I do worry about, you know, whether it's my ministry or whether it's you know my job or my family or health or whatever, I can stop and I can say I'll do what I need to do. But ultimately, I have to trust in God that if I'm following Him, He's going to take care of me. I don't need to be anxious for anything. Yeah, and and being in the situation of. I've been thinking about, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, yeah. <clears throat> food and shelter. And, like, though, like that foundation of my pyramid has been a little shaky lately of not necessarily yeah, yeah. knowing where I was going to live. Like, would I have some place to – we had to move our refrigerator into our garage. Like, all these – like, so, like, my life's been a little shaky – like, shake, I mean, not so shaky that I'm living on the streets and my child is living – like, but still, like, it's weird to be like, oh, yeah, I know where I'm living. And I'm like, oh, I don't know where I'm living. Or now I'm living at my mom's, but – you know, where am I going to sleep? Am I going to sleep on the floor? Am I going to sleep in this, you know, double-sized bed with my very pregnant wife? Like, can I sleep on an air? Like, all these things are just like, I don't I don't know. But God still shows up. Like, that's just what he does. And and I, I love, yes, what's good about living with my mom. Like, she's a very realistic intervention of God's grace. Like, Jesus says, don't worry. You know why? Because I'm going to work through your mom, and she's going to give you a place to stay. And if it weren't my mom, it would be somebody else. Like, like we would never go without food or shelter or anything like that because God's going to take care of us. And if even if there weren't any people, God would still provide something. And that's just sure. what he does. And so we don't have to worry because, I mean, it's, we're dumb. We look to our future like, oh, how's God going to show up? Whereas if we look to our past, like, oh, that's right. God always shows up. Like every sure. single time. 
and we, so we look at people and we look at people in the Bible, and we you know through the arrogance of our position in the story, we can look back at the children of Israel and go, oh my gosh, you guys are such morons. You're just yeah. complaining. Oh, we're never gonna make it. Oh, let's go back to Egypt. Oh my goodness, who wants to eat this manna? Send us something. We want some meat. And you you can look and say, oh, they're complaining. They're the worst. You know, we know it's gonna be fine. We know they're gonna make it through the Red Sea. We know they're gonna do all this. But of course, we have the benefit of hindsight. Yeah. It, for, so when we have to see things from God's perspective of in in an eternal point of view, it's already taken care of. Yeah. I mean, we're we're favored. We're taking there there we have a no lose situation. God's always going to provide our needs. He's always going to take care of us uh, to whatever that degree looks like, I don't know, but we don't have to be anxious for anything. We don't have to panic because listen, what does panic do? What does that do? Well, you know, 627 says, which of you by worrying yeah. can add one cubit to his stature? You can't, it doesn't change anything. So I wish I could add a couple tr- cubits to my stature, just a little bit taller. My life would be... I wish less. I could take a couple. I wish I could take a couple cubits away from my girth, but <laughs> I wish know. I could be a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who could call it. It's like <laughs> I wish I had like a rabbit in a hat with a bat and six form Paula. All right, calm down, calm down. No throwing up gang signs, please. Not nah, throw them up. It's cool. Oh, sitting over there, <sighs> sipping your gin and juice. It's just Bible water during, right now during Jesus time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want I don't want to seek after these things. I want to know that God knows. And you know, you have a kid. And here's the greatest thing. So you're a week and a half away from having Higa number two, baby Higa number two. Heck yes. Um what's what's your kid's name? Your Josiah. Josiah. A strong name, a manly name. <laughs> Josiah doesn't know you, man. He has he has no idea who you are. He doesn't know that we're talking about him right now. He's never seen you. He's heard your voice, but you know, faintly, dimly, through amniotic fluid, uh, as he heard the the vibrations of your voice. And he doesn't know everything that you've done to provide for him and take care of him before he even understands what an express need is. Mm. He doesn't understand that you have prayed. He doesn't understand that you have moved to a new home, that you have moved out of that new home and have been inconvenienced so that you can have a safe, welcoming, loving, nurturing environment. He doesn't understand all of the things that you have in your mind and your heart, your hopes and your ambitions for him. And that, that along the way, he doesn't know that he needs to learn to walk and you're going to teach him how to walk. He doesn't know that he needs to be potty trained and you're going to teach him. You're going to teach him how to speak. You're going to teach him how to ride a bike. You're going to give him all of these things. He's not going to be want for anything. If, if someone's got to go hungry, it's not going to be Joseph. Higa, you're going to take that hit before you let him do it. He doesn't even understand the concept of that yet, but it's going to happen. It's guaranteed to happen because of the Father's heart that you have, and you're not perfect. God is perfect. If that's the case, you know, if he asks you for a fish, you're not going to give him a you know, serpent, you know, or whatever. You're not going to give him a scorpion. If, you know, you're going to, if you ask for bread, you're not going to give him a stone. God's love for us is so perfect and so flawless. Before we're even now, we we're not even fully aware of the things that He's leading us into. So seek Him first. Make sure that that channel of connectivity is wide open. Make sure that there's no hindrance, no blocking, uh, no congestion happening between us when it comes to God, our prayers, trusting Him, seeking Him, praising Him, giving Him thanks. Because man, that's the spout where the glory comes out, and that needs to be the the least impeded part of our lives. Amen. I got nothing else to say, man. <laughs> Sorry. No, good, went dude. On a, went on a rant there. No, it wasn't a rant. You were speaking from your heart, and I feel encouraged because life's been a little tough lately, the Higa household, so 
I hope our listeners are as encouraged as I was by that. So thank you, Tony. One day, Josiah may find these archives on the, the ancient internet tapes, and and he might hear these stories, and, and really, honestly, it, it might further help him understand the value and the love that he has from his dad uh, in all of the things that you've done to prepare for him and to take care of. I'm just saying, like, these kind of things matter. When we do it, it that God would make you a dad matters, and, and these things that you're going through, these trials that you're going through, uh, if nothing else, let it just be a, a real quick reminder for you of how much God has done for, for you and for me to take, to take care of us. Uh, the cost couldn't be any higher, you know? Or he'll hear you and realize what I've been doing listening to my dad's podcast. I'm going to go listen to the Nerd Godcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what most people do, so, you know. <laughs> But hey, how has it been crossing over with Tony? Well, I lost all my listeners because they like him more. Perfect. That's not true. Why have an or when you can have an and? It's not like you know you got to choose one or the other. We're we're both available at the low low cost of free, unless you want to be a Patreon sponsor, in which case you can go to Patreon.com and find the Christian Nerd and the Nerd of Godcast. Notice I didn't say or and, and the Nerd of Godcast. Oh. And you, you put your money where your mouth is, or put your money where our mouth is. Either Actually, way, you put your money not... where your ears are. Now, there you go. Which is hopefully where our mouth is. Uh, Boy, I, we really, uh, wow. really lost this one. We lost that train of thought. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening to this. Tony, thank you so much thank for talking you. to me on the internet. Yeah, where, man. Where, where can people find you on the internet, Tony? Man, I'm so glad that you asked. You can find me uh, hanging out most of the time on Facebook at our Nerd of God Squad page, but you can find us at nerdofgodcast.com. You can find uh, us at Nerd of Godcast across all the social medias. And I'm It's Me, Tony T, on the Twitter. Wonderful. How about you, Scott? Oh, you can find me at thechristianerd.com or on Twitter is where I like to spend most of my internet time at Scott Heger at Christian underscore nerd. Follow him. It's good stuff, kids. Yeah, I, I tweet about stuff and stuff. All right. That's it. <laughs> we'll be back again. We're, we're back. We're, we're back on our right schedule, Tony, of, of having it's this all good. when you're on an off week from your show. So it's and all everything good. is right with the world. And. It, it will then i'll have a baby and there won't be any anything nope i'll be taking over the christian nerd for a little while stepping yeah, in and it'll be great fulfilling all of scott's manly duties <laughs> all right until next time goodbye tony goodbye scotty goodbye internet bye internet <laughs>